A few years ago, some of my pastor friends and I found out that Austin Presbyterian, the fabulous theological seminary, was giving away free money to pastors. So we applied, and these were some of the, the pastors that I was friends with in Atlanta, and they told us we had to come up with a name, and we chose Wilderness Feast, because what we were going to do is go into the wilderness somewhere, and we were going to eat really good food, drink really good wine, and have really rich conversation. So the first trip we took was to Sedona. Now, had any of y'all been to Sedona? Well, before I went, people were telling me, oh, you're going to experience the vortex. And I was like, these people are nuts. I'm sorry if it was one of you. But like, I, I was like, what does that even mean? And then when we got to Sedona, locals were like, oh, you came for the vortex, huh? And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know. Um, I'm not, so let me just tell you, we are there. I'm trying to find my announcements because I can't get to them. Hold up. Yes, I love when things work. I get there. And if you haven't been, it's like these vistas everywhere that's rock. But then like you see the sun come on them and set and the sun rise on them and it changes all throughout the day and it's beautiful. And a few days in, I was feeling the vortex. And I was trying last week to, like, describe what it was, and this is what it was. It was the first time in a long time that I had felt truly alive, where I was really in my present. And this is me standing and holding out my leg on a ledge that's only about eight feet wide, feeling confident and brave and just free. I wonder, y'all, when was the last time any of you felt really alive? Like able to be in your present? And then I wonder, do you think God even cares? Do you think God even cares if we're living our best life? Do you think God is okay with us just kind of going through the motions of life without an intention or purpose? I don't think it changes God's love for us. But do you think God cares for that. You see, I think God wants God's followers to have a, a unique life experience so that every night when we put our heads on that pillow and we reflect on the day, even if the world is burning, even if our family is falling apart, that we say, you know what? Today was an okay day because I fulfilled God's purpose for my life and my life matters. I sometimes forget that living our best life is actually a promise that God gives to us in scripture. In the gospel of John, Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and life to the full. I have come that you might have abundant life. That does not mean I have come that you might have a successful life or a perfect life or a life that people will recognize you for or a life that is never, ever lonely. I have come that you might have full life. You see, this following Jesus thing that we're all doing, it actually comes with a promise. You get to live a full life. For the next month, we are going to look at what does it look like for Christ followers to live the full life? What does it look like for us to be our best selves that we possibly can be? And to help us with that today, we're going to look at John 1. We've read this before so many times. 
specifically around Advent. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. It's so amazing. This story, it, it's, it's so beautiful, and I'm tempted just to say, okay, we can sum this up in a couple, couple sentences, and we can just, like, move on with worship. You know, we were created by the one who creates all, and so because of that, life has meaning. We're all children of God. Amen? But, you know, I can say that, but the distance from here to here, doesn't it sometimes seem so difficult? It's a very simple statement. You are God's child. And yet living into that and responding to what happens to us in our life, it sometimes feels so impossible, doesn't it? And what I want us to see today is that maybe what we need to do first to figure out why does life matter, especially in a month like September, which is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month, I want all of us to say, why does my life even matter? I want us to first go back to the beginning. And I mean the beginning, beginning. In the book of Genesis, it reads this. It says, in the beginning, God. And then God begins to speak words. And then all of a sudden, creation happens. There's a vast deep. God speaks, and then there's a dome. The waters lights in the sky, day, night, living things are crawling and growing, and then it's humanity. All things are coming into being by God's word spoken. And then in, Gen in John 1, it begins this way. In the beginning was the word. It's different. We read this story and it's, it's beautiful and magical, but it's caught up in mystery because of this word, y'all. Logos. That's not me. Logos. In Greek, the word for word is logos. It's not like, okay, you have an essay that's due tomorrow and you need to, it needs to be 250 words. It's not that word. word. This word logos, it means the essential word. In this very word, when John would have used that, theologians, philosophers, thinkers of the day would have known, oh my gosh, this is talking about something that within it, it holds its very own existence. It would have said, it embodies the very cause of all of the world's life. Within that word is all of the world's life. That word is the same word that God spoke at Genesis 1. And then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is the same word that is in Jesus. And then the word lives and proclaims in all of us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. So as we consider our very own being and why our life even matters, we must remember God's very being created us. No being is without God. No human is without God. Our beingness 
the fact that we are alive, the fact that we are human, it's created by and in the image of the one who created being itself. I know it's like a jumble, but just wrap your, your, wrap your minds around this image. You're packing for a trip. Say you're going to Sedona. And you, the, the weather, you're just not sure what it's going to do. And you know that, that you're going to possibly go swimming, so you pack a swimsuit. But it could get down to 30 degrees, 30 degrees at night, so you pack a jacket. And then you pack your hiking shoes because you want to go hiking. It's lovely there. But you also want to pack some cute shoes for going out to dinner with your spouse. If you were to look at the suitcase and the, and the clothes on a bed, you wouldn't be able to identify what the weather is going to be like there. In fact, all of those clothes, they really don't have meaning or use until you put them on. They don't have meaning or use until they put them on. You see, our lives matter because God made each of us. Each of us is live. You cannot separate us from God. You could separate clothes from the person. You cannot separate us from God. Did you know that God is so proud of what God created? In Genesis 1, God speaks these words and all these things are created and, and God says, that is good, that is good, that is good. And you all know this. God is proud of us specifically and says, after humanity is created, very good. Isn't it interesting that when, when God said very good, that God didn't go, it is very good that you are so successful. It is very good how attractive you are and how everybody likes you and how you get along with the lions and the tigers. God just said very good, period. Because I created you, I'm proud of you. You are very good. My parents tell this story about my birth. For years, I was kind of embarrassed by it. And then my mom reframed it for me in my adulthood. When I came out of, of the womb, my dad said, put her back in. <laughs> Apparently, being fair-skinned, redheaded, I was like covered in blotches. I didn't look done. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. And my mom said, it didn't matter. I grabbed you and you were mine. You were there. That's what mattered. You see, our lives matter simply because God created us. And God says, Paul, very good. Janice, very good. Diane, very good. Jack, very good. Sweet Jace, we all know you're very good. <laughs> but instead of accepting that, we are so very good at doing other things. And we go, we grind, we push ourselves and our children and our parents and our friends and our coworkers. And we keep working towards finding life, this very existence, and things that just they just can't offer it to us. And then sometimes something happens that snaps us back. It reminds us what, what really should be important. And y'all know these moments. It's like the birth of your first child or a grandchild or the diagnosis, too young. 
the death of a family member or a friend, retirement. You, you all have these things. The tragedies, though, they really can do this to us, can't they? You all remember what you were wearing, what you were doing. Maybe not, not everybody remembers what they were wearing. All the women do. What you were wearing and what you were doing on September 11th. If you were four or five years old by, by 2001, everybody remembers it. And you remember, like, the whole world was like, okay, this is an opportunity to reframe. You, we watched those awful, sad stories about people who didn't get to say goodbye, and we were like, I'm never going to let that happen to me. And I remember in the weeks that followed saying, okay, I'm going to use this to reprioritize. I want to remember what my existence is about, and it is about being centered in God, and so I'm going to reprioritize these things. I wonder, in 20 years, are we going to say the same thing about COVID-19? Are we going to be like, that was when I was woken up. Y'all have all done it, right? In this past year, you had to make decisions like, who am I going to visit? Who's going to be in my bubble? Who's not? Who, who are my real friends? Because those are the people I'm going to use my time to take care of. And all those activities and travel that we used to do, we weren't able to do it. Was it really that important? Every single conversation, every single conversation I have had about anybody with anybody about this time, they've always said, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that I had that time. I'm so grateful that I, that I was able to spend more time with my children, spend more time with my spouse, spend more time in Bible study. There are some of you that made it like your job to be in Bible studies on Zoom. You said, I had no idea what I was missing in my life. And then the vaccine came, and slowly but surely, we have begun the grind again. And now, that precious time where we made all of those priorities anew, it, it can be so easily tempting to let it slip away. And so I want to ask you again, when was the last time that you felt truly alive? There are so many things that can fill up our time, but see, our very existence is in God. That is for whom we exist. In God is life, our text says. Humans are because God created them. To put it plainly, our very existence, whether we are aware of it or not, has to do with God. Let me say that again. Our very existence, whether we are aware of it or not, has to do with God. And to live a full and abundant life, to live our best life, we need to be connected with the one who gave it to us. What makes you feel alive and present? Or what made you feel alive and present during that extra time that we had in 2020 and 2021? Was it being outside and hiking more or gardening? Was it that you, you got eight hours of sleep a night? Was it that you got to eat homemade food? Last weekend was our high school celebration retreat. You know, sometimes you just got to get away to feel alive. And I want to show you this video where you are going to get a sense of the students living their best life. Mother open, cause when you call my 
listen to the words, y'all, they couldn't help but stand up. They couldn't help but shout. They couldn't help but dance. And this is what they were singing. I was breathing, but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my tomb till I met you. You called my name. Then I ran out of the grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.